I'm Taylor Squellia, and this is Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. So today on the show, I have one of my good friends, Angela, on the show. We did uh, Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy together, and she was one of the girls in my group. And she has been a lifeline through this. I have learned so much from her. We have basically done decided to start businesses and online courses around the same time. So she's been such a good friend. But also she is, I'm going to start calling you the habit queen. Okay, I like she it. She loves <laughs> habits. So I'm just going to have Angela introduce herself. And we are going to mostly be talking about how to build habits for your lifestyle, how to build habits that are just healthier habits, get you going, make you more productive, just all of these incredible things. So Angela, introduce yourself, please. <laughs> Hello, my name is Angela. I am a trauma surgery physician assistant. I worked in Boston in trauma surgery at a busy level one trauma center for almost 10 years. And I loved my job, but I started to feel sort of uninspired. Hours started to get crazy. And so I stepped away from medicine. And about the same time I did that, my life sort of spiraled out of control, to put it nicely. Um, in March of 2020, I lost my grandfather, who I was very close with. Um, and that sort of turned my life, life upside down, honestly. I moved in with my grandmother and became a full-time caretaker for her. Um, And just when I started to feel like I could handle life again, sort of getting my bearings, um, my dad actually had a massive stroke, very healthy at the time, had a massive stroke. Um, So it was a big shock to us all. And during this time, life just felt so out of my control. Everything felt so frustrating. It was hard as a you know, medical professional not being able because of COVID, not being able to go in and be with my dad during that time. And I was just so desperate for something that I could control that felt like mine, that felt like it was helping me through this time. And that's when I sort of subconsciously started focusing on small habits in my life. And I I've joked about this before, but I literally started by telling myself that I would use my water pick twice a day. And it's so stupid and it has nothing to do with what I was actually going through. But um, just that one little win twice a day was life-changing to life-changing to me. And I started, it kind of became the snowball where I started to uh, tackle new habits. And then I became obsessed with habits and started looking into the research and the science. And as a science nerd at heart, I just loved it. And I kept eating it all up. And that has spiraled into me now sharing this knowledge that has gotten me through the hardest parts of my life um, with others. So it's been really fun. I love that. I didn't realize you lost your grandfather too. So that that's a hard, that's a hard year. Yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of grief, a lot of sadness, heaviness, COVID. It was just all of the things. So I was just desperate for something concrete Mm -hmm. that you know, could sort of ground me each day that I was in control of that made me feel better. So um, I think the way I like to think of it is something beautiful blossomed out of something really, really hard. Yeah, that's good. I would say, obviously, I like habits, not as much as you, but I like habits. (laughs) But it's true, like habits are something that we are in control of. You know, I've said this before on a podcast episode, but I'll say it again. People who say they don't have habits, like, oh, I don't have like a morning routine or I don't do it's like, yes, you do. 
we all have mm-hmm. habits. Habits are just stuff that we do consistently. So people who are like, well, I don't have a morning routine. You do have a morning routine. Your morning routine might just not be, quote unquote, a Chaos. yeah, exactly, a healthy morning <laughs> yeah. routine. But you're rolling out of bed. You're pressing snooze 10 times. You're just going mm-hmm. straight to the coffee. You're not eating breakfast. You're not working out. You're not processing. You're just like driving to work or to the couch. That's still a morning routine. So mm-hmm. when it comes to building healthy habits, you know, how did you start to build healthy habits that made you feel? Because obviously you're going through stuff and being able to control something is amazing, but it was the healthy habits that truly like grew you inside, like, you know, something blossomed out of that. So how did you start building healthy habits? Absolutely. So I think you touched on one of the big things and it was control. Mm-hmm. Um, when when everything felt so out of control, I just wanted something. Um, so I started with really what felt like pointless things at the time. Like I said that using my water flosser. So what is a water I mean, flosser? Yes, <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's a water pick. So it like shoots water in between your oh. teeth. So it's, it's basically water f- that flosses your Interesting. teeth. Interesting. Highly recommend it. Change okay. my life. Um, <laughs> um, so that sort of, that got me thinking that, okay, for so many years, I was one of those people that felt like habits were just who I was and I had no control over that. Um, so mastering something really small like that, I started to think, oh, if I could do this, then I could do that. And so fitness is another thing that I tackled uh, that year. And fitness was something I'd been very active growing up, but it was something as an adult I had not mastered. Um, I used to drive to the gym and I'd sit in the car and sort of argue myself into going inside. Um, and I just sort of accepted the fact that that's who I was. I didn't have a fitness habit. I wasn't someone who worked out consistently. And after going through that time and realizing, oh, if I could use my water pick twice a day, I can do anything. Um, it started, honestly started changing my mindset Mm, about habits. And the other thing that year, um, when dad was in the hospital, he, after he was transferred to rehab, we still couldn't you know, to continue his, um, speech and occupational therapy and physical therapy, we still couldn't go in and visit him. And my sister, who's also in healthcare, she's a physical therapist. Um, my sister and I sort of made this pact and we said to get us through this time, that was obviously really tough for all of us. Um, and frustrating. We sort of made this pact that we would, if, if dad was in rehab, working his butt off every single day, we would make this pact that we would work out Mm -hmm. every day. And we both downloaded the Peloton app, like millions of other people in the pandemic. Um, And we, we made this promise to each other almost as a way to honor the work that he was doing, but also to give us something else to focus on. And little did I know at the time that that gave us both this very strong why and motivation and determination to tackle this thing that neither of us had quite mastered yet. During this awful time, we ended up falling in love with fitness. And now to this day, we still both use the app almost every single day. Um, So it kind of started at this as this tiny, inconsequential thing that sort of snowballed in a nice way. And, and now I look at 
things in my life that I've always either wanted to tackle or some of those things in the back of your head. Oh, journaling. I've always wanted to journal, but never quite solidified that habit. Now I look at those things as new things to focus on. So health and fitness has definitely been uh, a pretty big center in the habits that I've overhauled in the last couple of years. You actually said it, which was going to be my next question. You said it's really shifting your mindset. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I love talking about mindset because that is really what either I can't think of the term, but like shoots you forward or holds you back. It's, you know, you have exactly. to have a mindset that is willing to make changes. You know, mm-hmm. yes, you made it sound like it was two like small things like doing your water floss or whatever it's called. <laughs> doing it i have to send you a water pick yes, now i'm very curious about this um, maybe i'm the only am i the only person who doesn't know what a water pick is i don't know but i'm gonna google it once we're done but you know even doing that twice a day like that was a mindset was i am going mm-hmm. to do this for you know you know because it's good for me and it's good for my teeth and whatever like there's obviously there was a reason why that was something you wanted to do but if you were like halfway through the day, like, oh, nah, I don't need to do it again. Or laying in bed that night, and you're like, oh, I missed it again. It's like, whatever. Like, you had to have the mindset that was willing and ready. And, like, even when your dad went to the rehab, you had to shift your mindset and say, well, if he's working out so hard, if he's kicking, you know, butt over there, like, why can't I? Why can't we do that as mm-hmm. a family? Like, that is a way that we can support him. So obviously mindset, but what else do people need to do to start when you love the science of it? I could never tell you the science behind a habit. I hate science, (laughs) like (laughs) failed biology in high school, literally failed. I had to retake. It It was the only class I've ever failed. Did not like it. So what are some of the other ways other than like obviously mindset, but other than mindset, what do people have to do to really mentally prepare themselves to start building a healthy habit? I was queen and I I have a hunch that you're similar to me. I was queen of tackling all the things yes. at the same oh, yeah. time. Absolutely. So, <laughs> it's my weakness in life. And I Yeah, and I think that's common especially with women, but I think that's common with a lot of people. You get on these kicks where you're like, "Okay, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to work mm-hmm. out and meditate and get 8 hours of sleep and eat healthy and do all the things." Well, as much as I would like to say that I'm great at multitasking. Our brains really aren't. So one of my biggest tips for people is to start with one thing and only focus on one thing and keep doing that one thing until you've mastered it. Um, I think, you know, brains that try to focus on five things focus on nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a big thing that changed and shifted for me. Uh, And honestly, it was out of pure survival. I didn't have the capacity at the time to focus on five different Mm -hmm. things. Um, so I just focused on one thing. And then as, you know, as I, once I realized, okay, I'm using my water pick. (laughs) So silly. Um, I'm using my water pick twice a day and I don't, I no longer have to tell myself to do it. That's when I would switch to Mm -hmm. something else and add something else in that I wanted to add. Um, but I think, I think so often we focus on too many things, but then also we give up too yeah. soon. I I don't know about you, but I've heard so many uh, rumors about habits taking a certain amount of time to form and 
as same thing, as much as we'd like to think we can multitask or that habits take this, you know, perfect timeline, they just don't. It all depends on what the habit is. Um, so those were two big sort of mind, mindset shifts that I made uh, that year that made a big difference. So I know exactly what you're talking about because people are always like, well, it takes 21 days for it to become a habit. And, yep. you know, I agree if, you know, if you're already kind of partially doing something and you're like, I'm going to make this my habit, it's going to be a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But if you are someone who is, if we're using like the fitness examples, sedentary and you decide, I mean, your mindset has to be like, I really, really, really want to accomplish it. But if you're like, I want to work yep. out because I have children, uh, but I'm like exhausted, mm-hmm. that habit to start working out is going to be a lot harder. You know, if I'm being very honest, I love to work out. I'm having a really hard time because I'm doing exactly what you're just telling me not to do. I have 17, I mean, you know me, I have 17,000 things on my brain that I'm like, my workouts aren't fun for me to do right now because I work out at home. Mm -hmm. I work out in my office. Do you know how taunting that is? Like that is like, like I see my laptop and I'm like, oh, I should just be on there right now. (laughs) Your your computer starts talking to you. These are all the things you need to do that you should be doing instead of working out. Absolutely. And what you're saying is if I basically drop, you know, not drop anything, but just make, you know, make one thing a priority at a time. Like um, you didn't use the word, but I know you're going to probably eventually. But habit stacking. Yes, that is. I love habit stacking. So because you kind of said it, but you didn't use that term. Can you talk to us about habit stacking? Yes. And before I get there, (laughs) I will say this. I always I, I will try not to forget I always use the examples of, you know, if I were to, if I wanted to start a habit of eating chocolate every night after dinner, I say as if that's already not a (laughs) habit of mine, but let's pretend it's not. If I wanted to start that habit, I can tell you as someone who loves chocolate, that would take me maybe 24 hours to totally solidify that habit. In contrast, like you were saying, fitness and like me tackling fitness a couple years ago, that took a heck of a lot longer yeah. than 24 hours. I took a lot of focus. Um, and it's, you know, research, I'll try not to get super sciencey, but clinical studies actually tell us that habits can take anywhere from 18 days to 254 days. And I think so often we just give up on mm-hmm. ourselves too soon. Once we pass that, some I don't know where the 21 days came from, but I've heard it several times too. Um, after we pass that 21 days, it's just like, well, uh, I won't be someone who works out. And that's just not true. I think giving ourselves the chance to form the habit, which often is a lot longer than we think, which I know is not fun to hear, but um, that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Habit stacking. Love that you brought that up because I'm obsessed with it. Habit stacking is taking something you already do that you don't have to think about. Um, So a great example is having a cup of coffee in the morning for a lot of people and tacking on something that you desire to do. So an example that I did, so I I overhauled my fitness, like I mentioned. Um, I... Something that's very important to me, I do yoga every single morning, pretty much every morning. Helps with some issues that I have, some 
pain issues that I have. Um, so that's something that I solidified. I no longer have to think about getting on my yoga mat every morning. It's just like before I even know it, before I'm even awake, I'm sitting on my yoga mat. Um, something that I wanted to do was a journaling practice. And that's been something that I've wanted to do for years and never quite mm. either found the time or the desire. It just wasn't working. So what I started to do is lay, I put my laptop in the same place before I go to bed. Um, and it's right at the front of where I roll out my yoga mat. Um, and I started putting my uh, planner in my journal right there. So I'm already on the mat, the journal sitting in front of me, and it it almost takes away all the excuses that we find mm -hmm. for habits. So I stacked that journaling habit onto my yoga practice, and now I have a daily journaling practice. Um, so it's basically taking, and everyone has different solidified habits. We all have different routines, um, but taking something you want and attaching it to something you already have mm. kind of takes away the steps for you. I like that description. Because yeah. I, you know, I've heard of habit stacking and it's always like, it is like that, but then it's like, oh, then you add something else, then you add something else. But I like how you make it, you take what you already do, like you said, having a cup of coffee in the morning or your yoga every morning and putting the other thing like right there so you have you see yeah. it and you have to do it I like that a lot that's a good tip so much of <laughs> my success and habits in the last year or last few years has been sort of taking away the excuses so that was that was something that I did with working out too so the night before I work out I'm a morning workout person um and the night before when I'd get ready I'd you know our sort of wind down everyone has something different clean the kitchen wash the face whatever um, while I'm doing that, I set out my workout clothes for the next day. And I've heard so many people say that and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's life-changing, but it, it actually does help you because when you decide not to work out, which happens, I certainly skip things sometimes. Um, uh, but when you decide not to, that gives you an extra thing to do to put those clothes away. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you sort of increase the resistance on things you don't want to do, and sort of take away the excuses and decrease the resistance on things you do want to do. It helps you. Hopefully that, no, that makes, sense. makes sense. I get that. Okay. Yeah. Cause you know, they, even when, you know, even if you have to wake up early for work, it's so, it makes your life so much easier. If mm -hmm. you have clothes out already, it takes away that stress. So if you have your morning workout clothes picked out or you have your journal right next to your uh, bed stand, stand next to your bed on your nightstand like that makes sense so what are some of the other habit tips that you want to share with us today so this is so not sexy to hear and I totally understand that um but doing something every day I I know that's not fun to hear but even if it's you know a micro step toward your habit so Again, you to use a fitness example, maybe the habit that you want to focus on is setting the clothes out. And some days you don't work out, but some days it gets you a little bit closer. Um, but yeah, every day. <laughs> and it's the thing with that is it helps your brain recognize that pattern quicker and gets you to that sort of point of automation that 18 to 254 days that I mentioned before, it gets you there faster. Um, so there were so many times when I was working out that I'd, I'd sit down and say, okay, Angela, you can work out three times this week. 
and maybe I got in the gym. Oftentimes I did not. And then I would work my butt off for an hour and a half and then not want to go to the gym for three days after that, more like three weeks. (laughs) Um, So instead of just giving myself something small to do every day, I'd sort of kick my butt and then not want to go back to it. Um, So one of the big things in developing my yoga practice, I said, okay, I'm going to start with five minutes and five minutes is honestly nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you're starting out that it's something. And then slowly I increased it. So going back to the people like you and I, who try to do all the things all Mm -hmm. at once, I think the quantity is often (laughs) way too much for us. So if we scale that way back and in the beginning, it's going to feel like you're not making progress, but sort of starting in the beginning, starting consistently and then expanding later, getting fancy later. So that was a big thing was every day. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I didn't even realize that we were doing that at first. But when my sister and I made that pact, while dad was in rehab, we kind of did all the right things, not even knowing it to set up a mm-hmm. habit. And then I, I've since learned all of these things later that of the positive things that we were doing. But yeah, every day. And I know that's not fun to hear. No, but that's the reality of like the situation. If you can't, you know, you have to commit to stuff if you want to see any changes in life. You know, if you want to be a better athlete, you don't go to the Olympics by training once a week. You train every single day. You don't Mm -hmm. become a better writer if you only write once a month, you know, so it's with all things. And what if someone wants to break a bad habit? You know, I I love talking about building habits, but there are habits that, you know, I know there's habits I have to break. I'm a I'm I have too much on my plate. (laughs) I need to take a step back and practice self-care again like I used to. But, you know, even though I know that it's hard to break that habit of I need to get up and I need to work until I fall asleep, basically. Mm-hmm. So how do you recommend breaking habits? Building habits is way more fun to talk <laughs> about, but I, I get it. Um, so breaking bad habits, I, I think the biggest thing with that is understanding how habits work. Um, so a little science, just bear with me. Every Everything that we do, every habit, action, way of thinking that we do throughout our day is built of this habit loop. And you hear kind of different terms about it. Um, but basically, it's a trigger or a cue. So something happens, either you know a time on the clock or a feeling that you have, and that triggers a behavior or a habit. And whatever that behavior or habit is, t- is in some way a reward for our brain or our body. And you can break everything we down everything we do down to this habit loop. So a simple example, um, maybe we feel stressed. I'm going to use chocolate again because I love chocolate. So maybe when we feel stressed, we eat chocolate and eating the chocolate is the actual habit or behavior. And then after we eat chocolate, we feel satisfied. That gives our brain a little bit of dopamine or at least my brain anyways, because chocolate's the best. So then that trains our brain to recognize as soon as we feel stressed, okay, we need chocolate. So understanding or breaking bad habits, I think the biggest step towards doing that is understanding the habit. So what I like to recommend people do is sort of journal their way through this. So if you have a habit that you 
an unwanted habit, we'll call it. Think about what, how you felt or what you did right before that habit occurred and then how you felt after. So most of the time we can't change our triggers or our cues, the things that come up throughout the day. We also can't really change what our brains or bodies crave, that reward that happens after the habit, but we can change the middle of that sandwich. So using that example with chocolate, if I go back and I figure out, okay, it's when I feel stressed that I start eating chocolate to excess and then I feel satisfied. Okay, so what can I do instead when I feel stressed that would give me that same result and reward? An example, it may be meditation. So when I feel stressed, I meditate and I feel satisfied afterwards. That would be a, a perfect sort of flip of the inside of that sandwich. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing with breaking habits. The other thing, which I think is interesting, the best time to break a habit is when your schedule is totally flipped. Okay. So if you go on vacation, that eliminates all your normal triggers and cues that we have throughout the day. Um, and all of a sudden it's, you know, your, your life is not this routine that you are used to. So going on vacation or any, any major thing that sort of flips up your schedule, that's the best time to break a habit okay. or kind of figure out what your cues are, your cues and your triggers. That are. makes sense. So basically, if you want to break a bad habit, do you also you want to also bring in the new habit at the same time? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Or not necessarily a new habit, but something that maybe you already do that would give you that same sort of reward. Okay, that makes sense. And honest, honestly, that would take it can take some time to figure out what those, you know, cues and triggers and rewards are because they're different. We're not always conscious of the benefits that we think an action gives us. Um, so I think journaling is a great mm -hmm. way of sort of getting to the bottom of it. Uh, but yeah, thinking how you feel before a bad habit and immediately after, and then sort of switching out the meat of that sandwich. If that no, that sense. does. I like that. But so really what it comes down to is you need to self-reflect. Like you need to get to know yourself. And I think, um, I think that's really powerful because a lot of people don't know why they do things they just know that they do it and it works or it doesn't work but they don't feel like knowing why like you know when I used to be like very very fitness obsessed my why was that I was I never thought my body looked good enough like I knew that was my why but I just was like I like I was obsessed with that and then now you know over the last couple of years it's been a struggle because it's like I knew my why before and now I have to re like get into a why because I don't want to go down that bad habit, that route of mm -hmm. I'm only working out because I want to look good. So now it's kind of for like, you know, me, it's building a new why. And I think mm -hmm. that takes a lot of self-reflection because you you need to know your why, but it also needs to be a why that aligns with your uh, moral compass, I feel like. So yeah. people really need to. Definitely self-reflect in order to build or break a habit so there is a lot mm -hmm. of science to it there <laughs> is and it's cool science I promise <laughs> the why you know working out when dad was in rehab was a great obviously motivating why for us um, and it sort of turned into you know my sister and I have the physical ability of doing these things where dad doesn't anymore mm -hmm. um, so it, it's 
sort of change the meaning behind it. And I think so often we think of, you know, New Year's Day is a great time to start a new habit or Mm -hmm. the next Monday or all these arbitrary times um, when really the best time to start a habit is when it matters to Mm -hmm. you. Um, And there are periods of life where maybe working out doesn't matter to you and that's okay. But focusing on something that that is meaningful to you, whatever that is, that will that will give you that much more power in mastering it. So for me, that looked like, you know, health and fitness and sort of getting through that period of time right now. That is a lot more about consistency and working and building our businesses that we're doing right now. So it, it looks different in every season. I think we need to own that and honor that um, instead of trying to force, you know, square square peg into a round Mm -hmm. hole. You want, you want something that feels authentic and meaningful to you. That makes sense. I like that. It's very true. There's just different seasons of life, but you know, Mm -hmm. like we said in the beginning, habits come in, habits are things that we are just doing every single day. So I think moral of the story is if you want to, if we have to summarize what we just learned, everybody, that you know, start small, mm-hmm. shift your mindset, you know, make sure that you're consistent doing it every day. And if you want to break a bad habit, figure out your why. Why are you doing something? Why does it feel good? What is the what is the trigger that feels good for you to continue to do it? And I think that's really helpful for people. That's a lot of information. But I think Hopefully the people listening to this will realize like, wow, I can start that. I can start doing that today. I can sit down with a journal for five minutes or I can go for a walk outside for five minutes and just start self-reflecting because that that's the that's the goal. You know, we all want to be better. We you know if we say it out loud or not, the goal is obviously to be better each and every day. So I think habits are very, very crucial importance to that. and. Can you tell us a little bit about what your business is and what you're launching for Habits? Yeah, so I'm very excited. <laughs> um, I have created a digital course. So that was never something on my radar before going through this process. But I, re- I actually remember the day where I had this idea and I was sitting on the couch. Um, I don't even remember what I was doing at the time, but all of a sudden it hit me. I have, this has changed my life. It's gotten me through a terrible time in life. And I feel like I've kind of figured it out. Um, and it just sort of hit me. I should, I need to tell other people about this. Um, cause it's not something we learn in school. It's not something, you know, we often talk about with friends or family. Um, but it's something that is really impactful. So I don't, I don't know where the digital course idea came from. It just sort of popped in my head and I said, okay, this is what I need to do. And that's how we met, like you said, Um, So I've been working on this course. I'm really excited about it. I am somewhat, I love motivation and interesting conferences and all of that stuff, but I'm a concrete, like no fluff, give me action steps Mm -hmm. kind of person. Um, And that's sort of been my, my plan throughout this was to give you, I, I hate leaving a conference and feeling like, okay, that was motivating and I feel fantastic, but I have no idea what to Mm -hmm. do next. You know, that feeling. Absolutely. So my biggest thing with creating this course was to give people the actual tangible 
how-to steps, mm-hmm. you know. I'm launching that the end of March. <laughs> I'm both excited and very nervous. I'm excited for other people to feel how I feel now. Yeah. It's going to help impact other people. And I mean, I've learned so much from you for about habits. I've learned a lot today. I'm like, okay, what do I need to, you know, work on this week and start getting consistent with some things? So where can people find you? Instagram, Pinterest? Yeah, I'm actually primarily on Instagram and P- Instagram and Pinterest. Having a last name like Jones is a little difficult, <laughs> but on Instagram, I'm at underscore Angela underscore Jones. On Pinterest, I it's Miss M-I-S-S Habit Addict on Pinterest. And then my website is MissHabitAddict.com. And I have a blog on there. I send out a newsletter once a week with talking about all different habits and things that I've learned along the way. So love it. those are the best ways to get in touch. And I'll link everything in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Angela. And I hope everyone has learned something and is feeling encouraged that they can conquer or give up something that's holding them back or go towards something that they feel called to do. Love it. Thank you. So I am recording this past time, so I have a little bit of a cold right now, but I want to come on here and just say that I love Angela. I love her story, her perseverance. It's so encouraging, and I wanted to let you guys know that in real time, so today is, well, when this airs, today will be March 22nd. She is doing a free class today, March 22nd, Wednesday, March 23rd, and the week after. So if you are listening to this in real time in the end of March, I want to invite you to Angela's free masterclass, which is three common daily habit mistakes holding holding you back. She's incredible, and I highly, highly recommend her. I have been listening. I have been doing her PDF that has completely changed everything. I've been working out consistently. I've been more motivated. Her stuff really works. She really knows her stuff. She is so incredibly knowledgeable, and I want to encourage you to attend her masterclass or download her PDF. Everything will be linked below. And as always, guys, be kind to someone, eat some really good food, and pat yourselves on the back because it is your time to thrive, and that starts within. Bye.